The following podcast is taken from a live broadcast on Inspire FM. Assalamualaikum, everyone, and you're listening to Sisters Speak on Inspire 105.1 FM, and you're here with me, Faiza, me Amina, <laughs> me Sadia, me Maryam. So I'm eager today. <laughs> um, welcome to Sisters Speak, everyone. I haven't been here for a long time, but I know everyone was here last week, and you guys discussed. Uh, well, we talked about Sudan and also culture. Yeah. Yes, we talked about culture. There we go. And I hosted. <laughs> I took Pfizer's place and now she's back yeah. in her seat. So, to put you all back in your place, I'm joking. Right, anyways, <laughs> Mariam, what is our show about? So, our show is a platform for Muslim girls to voice their own opinions on current events and issues and even form discussions on general topics such as religion, culture, politics and social media. Um, we want to know that all opinions and views are our own and we respect all other or opposing views. Thank you for that. And... Welcome everyone who's listening and I really hope that you do enjoy today's discussion. We were discussing Muslim, with quotation marks, <laughs> social media. So uh, to get in contact or to share your opinion and your views and opinions, how do they do that, Amina? Uh, you can text or WhatsApp in on 0779481822. Um, you can call on 01582481822 and we are also on Facebook Live. Say so hi, just go on to the Inspire FM Facebook and then you'll see us there. You can comment down below, yeah. get Let involved. Let us know your thoughts and views and opinions, guys. So before we get into everything, we do this little segment on our show called The Thought for the Week, and it's just something we want to share, something we've learned, if we want to rant, because I know some girls on here really like to express their opinion. Not to name any about the weather. <laughs> wow. Okay. <laughs> um, it's but really yeah, hot, guys. so... Let's go. Let's go What's your thought I for the week? She's like, um, she posted. She posted a very nice post today on Sister Speak. Oh yeah, she interrupted all of us saying how we we always think of the thought of the weeks and the last moment. And here she is. Does she have myself. one? I said me too. Don't worry, I'm still I thinking of we, mine. Do you know what? That can be my thought of the week. Okay, you first. Go on then. Um, that the thing I put on our story is Which my is from my favorite show. I'm, I'm, am I allowed to mention it? Not this everyone has social media. Um, irrelevant. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, I don't really have one yet. All I heard was, um, 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 and... I'm so sorry. <laughs> you know what? I, I put on the story, it said something like, um, sometimes I just start off a sentence and I don't know where it's going, and then I just carry on and hope for the best, and I said that that is... <laughs> that is everyone. She just really likes improvisation. Yeah, so this is me improvising on right, well, me digging at myself. So moving on to Mariam. Yeah. Thanks, guys. I, I guess I guess what we can say... I can say, I guess we can say her thought of the week is fake it till you make it. Oh, yeah, go. that's a good one. Oh, but okay, I failed fine. this time. Yes, you you do. I guess if you... And, and I guess then that will uh, prompt my thought of the week. I guess you have to keep trying until you get there. Which is? I just said it. Fake it till you make it. Yeah, so no, what I'm saying... Cause <laughs> she, she worded it differently. She just said that she was unsuccessful this time. So I'm saying... <laughs> I feel like everyone's is a failed attempt this week. I'm disappointed. If you give me the opportunity... <laughs> go on then. Yeah, I'm saying it. So actually, someone told me today... Um, we were talking about... Uh, in work and they were saying that you know no, ma no matter how many um, attempts you do at something and you don't get it the first time second time you should keep going because you don't know which door will open for you and I think that is really um, something that I should take especially going into my final year because 
It's a very intense year for, um, for, for graduates, for undergraduates. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And um, it's a very, uh, it's very like compact. So from from October till May, you practically finish your education, and all of that, you know, it's almost gambling on that those three six months. So for me, it's just I know it's cliche. We all say cliches, but I think as you grow older, those cliches become actual reality. Like just mm. don't give up mm. because persistence uh, there's there's a saying that strategy compensates for talent but talent doesn't compensate for strategy and i really believe in that because if you have a plan and you persist you'll eventually get to your destination but if you rely on your talent and you rely on um whim it's not going to get you as far so that's my thought of the week inspiring can i bounce off of that okay fine finally Um, yay (laughs) she has a thought of the week guys i like what mariam said about not giving up because um even in real life when um i feel like new things can happen every day sometimes sometimes it seems like an event in your life or something that um happened you think it's going to hold you back and you think that there's nothing that can happen to make this uh, situation improve or to make it change but literally the next day something can come up and you'd think oh my god how like the it's solved like it's improved Mm -hmm. so i think we i think we put too much um pressure on ourselves and we we may have this mentality where we're like this is it i've never experienced something like this before and it's never going to be the same but the fact that you're experiencing something you've never been before been through before is a good thing because it's character building and it's um it just makes you stronger and next time we go through something that's really difficult we should just tell ourselves okay i'm not gonna you know nothing nothing major has happened to me like i'm still alive i'm still i still have people around me and situations always improve like you're always mm-hmm. going to go through bad times but you will always have good times as well i think and that's you will get through the bad times as well Definitely. like it's not the end of the world exactly i think we if once we realize that we will always have bad times but we will have um you know we'll have ease after it you know with hardship comes ease then life will be a little bit more easy obviously it's not going to be easy all along but you know it'll be easier to deal with mm-hmm. so that's my thought of the week she got Part there two. in the end we got there. we got there she got there in the end um Sadia? um yeah so my thought of the week which i thought about when Amina was doing up her you know, little <laughs> <laughs> rant, um, was that it's, uh, I've realized that I'm not motivated anymore. Like, it's just like, once you reach a certain age, I just feel like your motivation levels just drop so much compared to maybe when you were 18 or 17. Because I remember I was like in sick form, 17. I was like, yeah, I'm going to do this and that. And I'm going to go here. And I'm going to do the best I could possibly do. And now that I'm, in this reality where I'm 21, almost 22. I'm like, all those things that I wanted to do, I just, I don't have the energy for it now and that I wish I did. I just feel like at this point, I really need inspiration because I don't want to kind of just delve into mediocrity already. I kind of want to keep like shooting for the stars (laughs) a little bit, but then it's like at this point at the energy levels and the inspiration, it's just like, I think reality hits you after a certain age, once you have to start paying bills and thinking about other people and um, realizing all the restrictions on you. And that's quite sad 
because a few years ago I was very you'd say naive but I think it's more hopeful like I know like my cousins like you're so naive if you think you're gonna do this and that and that but I think you, when you are naive, you try to do more and then at least you get a lot done compared to doing nothing at all. So I guess I wish I had that naivety back. Don't let that hold you back. I think just try Don't something let it hold you back. Yeah. You're applying for jobs is the most boring thing ever. I'd like, yeah. I remember when I was 17 or 18 and I'd just be looking for these jobs that I'd be <laughs> applying for in the future and now I'm like, I don't even want to do this but you can. It's like a small step. Like you can definitely like push through and get through it. We all have our down, like down phases where it's like we just give up with where everything. everything is you can apply boring. for one job and you'll give up. You can apply for 10 and you'll give up but there will be one of those people who will respond to you. And on top of that, Motivation-wise as well, I feel like because the summer's coming, I feel like now it's like uni's over, school's over, end of a chapter kind of, like a... I guess adult life looked more fun <coughs> from a distance. Yeah. And then you get there and Once you're like, you nine like... to five is why did I sign, <laughs> when did I sign up for this? Oh, yeah. Wow, I think that's the biggest that's lie. Gonna that's pretty Maybe we should, do you have, please tell me you've gotten more upbeat happy yes. thought of the week thank god go on Wait, oh no i thought you meant like i'm more better now because i was like over oh that. yeah yeah you were hopefully i'll be at your stage in a few years inshallah in a few in years in a year in a few months let's hope be more yeah, but i think you'll get through it i think it's like, just that we don't do new things when you're we lose motivation because we're not doing new things and we're not challenging ourselves and we don't have mm. time to just we don't make time for yeah to like kind of stimulate ourselves or excite ourselves yeah i think like once you've done so many things yeah. while you're young you're like i've done it all you haven't I know I haven't. <laughs> no, I say like there is always something new to try. Mm, Push yourself. Do you know? You everyone's giving me a pep talk in the studio <laughs> right now. This isn't let's even a thought go. of the week. This is let's motivate Sadia. <laughs> learn to knit. That's the new thing. I'm not gonna learn to knit. I don't have the patience. I can't even read a book anymore. Oh, oh my god! After three years of your patience, man. Mm. Yeah, yeah, but that's that's the, that's what people say about. Start it. small, and then go big. Go big or go home. Go big or go home. I've really got one more week of my last ever summer holiday ever and then i go into an internship and that's it <laughs> yeah that's that it will be life. your go big or go home well, this week oh the internship yeah hmm. it would just be something you're looking forward to yeah i think my thought of the week is uh one thing and one thing only and that is because of it's very hot and humid oh, yeah, i advise this. everyone to please shower please i thought she was gonna say dehydrate it like marion did something, once just please oh my God. guys that's my thought for this week okay she's been in london underground too much this like, week honestly, it's, the humidity is a lot okay some people need to just shower and deodorant and that's all i'm gonna say for that so let's move on to our hot topics this week before we get on to our main topic of um social media so before we get into that uh sadia our hot topics this week are so our hot topic this week is uh we're going to talk about decolonizing the curriculum um so this hot topic came to us because we had like a vote of like three things but we've mentioned it before um and i guess i wanted to expand on it and okay. do a whole session on it or session show um but let's <laughs> let's go back to oh, hot topics and decolonizing the curriculum yeah so um when you think of decolonizing the curriculum i think we should focus on the word decolonizing instead of diversifying do you guys kind of see a difference between those two words and what what do you think that importance is can i just throw that out there does anyone have any ideas because diversifying is okay correct <coughs> me if i'm wrong what i think what my immediate reaction to diversifying is just including 
people of color mm-hmm. or even yeah. even diversifying diversifying you know it can be expanded to gender you know mm-hmm. so diversifying it in that sense um but decolonizing is giving the voice to so there's there's two there's two spheres there's the colonized and then the colonizers so when we have col- uh, colonized um books and we have like the literary canon is written by the colonized right mm-hmm. i mean the colonizers sorry let me just separate this because i started this last <laughs> I'm a bit year lost. so there's so there's two oh, i love it uni levels <laughs> yeah so so there's, there's the colonizers and then there's a colonized so say for example the Brit- the brits went to india and they colonized the area and then there's literary text that came out of that um usually the colon uh, the colonizers create texts and they they represent that view mm-hmm. whereas decolonizing is getting the colonized people to voice their opinion so i can tell you about my experience of being colonized about india but you can't you can't tell me how i experienced that yeah mm-hmm. so that's what decolonizing mm-hmm. means yeah anyone else i agree with everything she just said i feel like the, the diff i really like what mariam said like that was really good in the best way possible yeah <laughs> but i feel like um to add on to what she said is that saying that you, we need to decolonize the curriculum is actually pointing out where the issue is like if we say we need to diversify it, it's like okay that's what we need to do but it's not actually saying why if that makes sense we're just saying oh we need to bring in all these other different things yeah. but the actual issue is because of like colonization that's why i think we're just pointing at mm. something it's more specific mm-hmm. We're not like we're not just kicking it under the rug. It's kind of like undoing the damage instead mm-hmm. of just pretending. Like let's just throw in some yeah. his like African American history. Yeah. Or just be like too polite about it. We need we need to be mm. straight up and say this is where the issue is. Otherwise, yeah. it's never going to be fixed. Yeah, exactly. Mm. It's more to do with going back to uh, the origins of um, people. Well, non-Europeans and saying how uh, we need to learn about these people's histories before the whole situation of colonization yeah. realize that there was culture and history before before european colonization because i feel like mm-hmm. a lot of especially high school history primary school history really brushes off of the fact that these people existed far before um world war ii uh colonization all of that and yeah it, it's it's kind of dehumanizing to do that and i think a lot of uh, people of colour living in the West have felt that. Have you guys yeah, felt I that? I was actually thinking about that this morning, just randomly. Like, I was thinking about how, um, like, in history we'd learn about only in, like, the 1800s about how backwards the country was. And I was thinking, mm-hmm. if you think about it in terms of history, that's not too long ago. Mm-hmm. And then I was thinking about how at school we never learned about, you Absolutely. know, Muslim civilization yeah. and how long before the 1800s we never had those problems. Mm-hmm. And that, you know, we had... Like, we don't learn about how other civilizations became more... Um, you know, more civilized, I guess, because we're just so focused on um, what is being taught to us. Yeah, and it makes them it well. makes us think as children. Because if you're not being taught anything else, it makes you think that um, you know where the like British uh, civilization is the only one that was 
almost decent because you're yeah. not being shown anything yeah. else and then when when you are you're they're showing these colonized countries and saying how backwards they were when they really weren't they Absolutely. actually the weren't. level of understanding just wasn't there when they taught it to us exactly yeah. it's actually very insulting because mm. um for those who don't know i actually study politics and history so this year and last year when i was studying indian history and um i'm bengali so that a part of that was uh, bengali history i had no idea about so many details about bengalis about indians before i studied this at a degree level so before the most i ever heard about the indian subcontinent was the british came they put in the railways and oh, they God. civilized the people and they helped them and then gandhi came and said no um but <laughs> <laughs> literally and that's all you learn about um your own people in that situation but then once i learn about uh, more about bengali achievements about um powerful people who made so many changes and uh, like uh, worked against uh, European supremacy and all the damage that was done I just thought wow I can't believe years and years of high school history convinced me that my people might have been lower than Europeans because we weren't on the same level with them on the on what basis yeah, on a technological basis because have you ever heard of the Indus Valley region like we've been we've been around for a really really long time doing a lot of stuff and it's it was uh, just the stuff that you learn it just really boils your blood and it's like i wish everyone knew about all the achievements of my people um as opposed to hiding it and erasing it hmm. yeah i think um last year i did a module on colonization and the whole concept was that the british they went to lands and if they saw free land then they just claim it. The civilizing mission. They, 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 and, and, and they use the banner of, I want to civilize these people yeah. to be just like them. Yeah, it was a moral supremacy basis, wasn't it? Um, like correcting them. Yeah. Like, how can you correct a person? That is their culture. Mm. That is Especially their identity. they've been living in peace for... Mm-hmm. For a lifetime, you know, like not, I mean, not, not for a lifetime, like for hundreds of years, right? Why do you think there's a problem if they've... Why, like, why would you come and fix something that's not broken at all? Like, you're coming and just breaking, like, a whole... It wasn't necessary. Yeah, it was completely (laughs) unnecessary. And what you mentioned before about how in high school you felt... Like, it makes you feel a disconnect to your own Mm -hmm. culture Mm -hmm. and your own history because it's really sad. I feel like a lot of us go through that where we feel like because we're taught so much about British history and how they went yeah. into India and did this and that. <laughs> the it railways. makes you feel yourself as, like, mm. as a Pakistani, as a Bengali. Like, yeah. it, how, I feel like we all went through this where we thought, oh, is that what my people are like? Yeah. And it's actually really sad. It's because, like humiliating. Yeah, because mm. if we speak to our, our grandparents, they'd tell us a completely different yeah. story. And it's just, it, yeah, it is really humiliating to learn that kind of stuff at school about your yeah. own people. <laughs> And I think that's where decolonizing the curriculum comes from because our grandmas, they're telling the narrative, mm-hmm. whereas the colonizers are like, they're perpetrate, like they, they're promoting a story that isn't true. So that's why we're trying to reclaim the voice yeah. of the oppressed. That is what decolonizing yeah. the. And have you like re- realized the kind of pictures that you would see of and, uh, yeah. like people who were colonized of the days, how, how much more dram- dramatized it's, the poverty is? They, would they ever show the pictures no. of the 
people who are well off, like, like the, the yeah. amazing buildings. Or well, even the barbaric acts they did, and even the wording, you know, a lot of literary text, they describe, you know, the people that they colonise as savages. Yeah. It's so the it's text that they use. It's yeah, racist, it's, it's biased. Racist, it's racist, it's the phrasing that they use. So, of course, it's you're going to attribute, like, you're going to have so an you're unconscious... you're going to think a certain way because yeah. of what's being Yeah, and it's sad because we, as people of colour, people who have well from these regions will think the same thing because we don't know any different unless you've been told by your yeah. own family yeah it's almost erasing a whole that's um, what they're trying history. to do it, it does they're just erasing that's it. your own culture as well mm. Mm. this is what's being taught this is what's going going to be taught i feel like a lot of british asians had like grow up especially in our generation quite distant from our culture because we felt like it's it's dirty it's like it's like i'm ashamed of it i'd rather be a bit of a coconut and you know not accept all of it because it's lower mm. in not even if you accept that as your view but in in the back of your mind in your subconscious it wasn't it was more shameful to be proud of your culture to be going out and wearing mendi when you're eight because someone's going to tell you that your hand looks bloody or whatever um yeah i feel like we grew up quite ashamed of embarrassed our, but I feel like people monetize that now, like the things that you yeah. know, the things that we were like bullied for, and now they're the one that trying to reclaim it. They're the one that trying to reclaim it. Yeah. Wow. Crazy so what, how um, everything changes though. Yeah, Definitely. really quickly as well. So like what topics in school do you think need to be decolonized? History. History, History is a narrative. Yeah, History course. is a narrative. And I think other? I think literature as well, because I'm from mm-hmm. a literature background definitely the books that you read um like you said it can't just be um at what level though like i think from school, the beginning i degrees, think from the beginning teaching the very beginning the whole thing because develop child, children's understanding mm-hmm. yeah like as a as a child that's when you soak things up so through from primary school all the way through high mm. school i think it's absolutely necessary for it all yeah. to be decolonized yeah because that's as a little kid and also you guys said history and english and i think even art because all we learned about was european artists mm-hmm. and yeah they're great but like is that all there is is mm. that all yeah, the art definitely. in the that's world true. and but you have to understand oh, as well that. that like the representation of britain now is diverse yeah. that you have to include people that are not from the white literary canon mm. for example even like we're so proud when you know an ethnic person wins the olympics or they win the yeah. great british baker we can claim that but what about <laughs> but what about our curriculum why are we not teaching kids that this is absolutely this is part of your community definitely. and let's be proud of it i'm going to throw in another subject that i feel like definitely needs to be decolonized and that's philosophy um and religious studies oh, so religious studies i was going to say as well yeah because we okay so i studied in philosophy in a levels i don't know how much philosophy is taught in um schools but it would mainly be plato aristotle greek mm-hmm. philosophers western philosophers and i think it's really important because philosophy is literally at the center of i feel everything because it's that's the ideology around politics, around uh, society, around... Um, it's literally the basis of every of the mm. whole society of the UK. And the fact that we are only getting these um, ideas from Western philosophers is quite, in another sense, supremacist, because it's suggesting that the most idealistic, most intelligent uh, philosophers and ideas came from Europe. Mm. And it's dismissing so many other cultures, um, which I guess does make sense because we are in Europe. However, um, the fact that I have never learned any other philosophers aside from those of the European Renaissance and Greek philosophers is, in in another sense, quite, like I said, 
supremacist and I wish I had the opportunity to learn more because I don't know any other philosophers at this point so it's like how do you know if these um, ideologies from um, Asia or Africa were not so much more just or moral mm. because you never got the chance to explore them um, so I wanted to ask as well we're talking about a lot about how it affected us as people of color people from Asia um, but what about those who aren't people of color, British, English people, how do you think it affects them? And do you think there's any dangers to not decolonizing the curriculum in terms of them? Because I think there are quite a lot of dangers in that sense. One of my modules got cancelled because, uh, <laughs> so my degree is um, a lot of the students are white mm -hmm. and I really wanted to do the post-colonial module and I was really excited for it. And um, uh, when I told my friends, oh, let's do this module, they're like, no, I don't want to do it. It makes me sad. And I'm just like, oh, just, why does it, it make makes you sad? sad? Like, do it with me. Okay. Mm -hmm. Just two minutes. Okay. Oh. Well, that, that's really frustrating. That's really that frustrating. Like, you, I think it, it's important for both of us, for our, for mm, to understand future, each other, like for mm -hmm. our future children to not have a major identity crisis mm -hmm. as much as we did because of our education, and also it will teach um, these white British children to be more tolerant mm -hmm. because when they when you learn something at school, if your teacher is telling you something, you think, wow, that is that is important. That's yeah, right. Yeah. She's telling the truth. If you teach this to children, then all of we would create a better society we'd create more tolerant people more confident people and just more educated because we need to know more about the world not mm. just about this little bubble that we've that we've created called like the british empire that's there's more to the world yeah. than that there's just so much ignorance as well isn't there but then in art like and it breeds on racism. the other hand on the other hand white supremacist or white people might say if we do that then they're not going to be able to build British patriotism because they will see the true colours I think of we them. learn enough about World War Two to let us have one module on post-colonialism so. do yeah. don't you agree we can have a mix Definitely. no but then <laughs> if you the teach how barbaric those what was done that is your history I think a little bit of shame is a good thing yeah, I yeah. think it is yeah. I think it's taking ownership it is so wrapping up from that, after we come back from the break, we will be discussing our main topic today, which is social media, especially with the Muslim usage of it, I guess. We can put it that way. <laughs> um, so please do join us after the break. We've just spoken about like the introductory of our show. So join us in a couple of minutes, inshallah, for the main topic. Assalamu alaikum. You're listening to an Inspire FM podcast making available our popular programs from our daily broadcast on Inspire FM. Assalamu alaikum everyone and welcome back to Sisters Speak on 105, on 105, on Inspire 105.1 FM. Um, just before the break we were discussing the curriculum and the difference between decolonizing and diversifying the curriculum. We had a really interesting discussion but now we're moving on to our main topic which is social media. In terms of Muslim usage, I guess, or oh, like the, the Muslim community on social yeah, media, the Muslim community like on presents, social media. Yeah. That's it. Right. Okay. First things <laughs> first. Who has social media here? Everyone. Right. Okay. Okay. Some yeah. people don't. Though but, you know. she answered it, we do all. <laughs> Twitter counts as social media. I yes, know, I said, it does. I said I do. Okay. As in, like, I never said I don't. She was about to lie. I was going <laughs> to allow her, wow. her tweets. You were all about to follow her. Um, everyone who is listening as well, please do join in our discussion. Amina, how can they join in? 
You can text or WhatsApp in on 0777-481822. You can call on 01582-481822. And we are on Facebook Live. As we um, so it's a video yeah. <laughs> and you can comment down below yeah let tell us, us know what your you think opinions please do tell us what you think because we want to know what you think so yeah anyways. that was poetic i know very right. <laughs> so what forms of social media are there all right whatsapp twitter facebook snapchat instagram she's been around my space <laughs> no i'm joking um what else is there youtube i guess what's yeah. the most popular right now would you say twitter. instagram Twitter, oh. I feel like Twitter and Instagram intertwine like side by yeah. side, yeah. different uses. Yeah, but somewhat Diff- the same. like two sides of the same coin. Okay, fair enough. What about Tumblr? <laughs> uh, are, are we still on <laughs> what that? Is that? <laughs> <laughs> it's honestly the hipster platform. It's the hipster okay. platform. <laughs> that's for the sad kids. That's for the sad kids. Oh, that's oh, really sad. Oh that's, God, that's really sad. Sad child here. Are you a sad kid? No, I used to bullet. I used Jeez. to be sad. Oh. <laughs> Anyways. Right, would you consider social media to be a very popular thing and it has to be a must-have thing for everyone and anyone? It is seen yes. that way. Is it a must-have it's I think seen, it is. It's seen that way because it, I, I feel like if you've come up to someone and and you're like, oh, let me follow you on whatever you're on, and they're like, I don't, do you have this? No. Do you have this? No, no. And then you're thinking, wait, what? what? Mm, that happens <laughs> to me, actually. Like, that actually happens you? to me. I'm not going to even lie. I know. That actually yeah. happens to me. So I, I think with that, with that attitude, no one's saying you have to have it, but... Mm. If you if you're Should having you that kind it? of reaction, I then people, yeah. it seems like you need to have it because you okay, look so, crazy. Okay. I find people who don't have it really weird. Like I knew one girl who didn't have any social media at all, and it was it was weird. But then I was like, oh, maybe I'm just being judgy. She ended up being a thief. So plot twist there. Don't trust people without social media after a certain age. Okay, interesting. Goodness Next one, Mariam, let's go. Oh my goodness. Do you consider it to be a must-have? I'll tell you the story yeah, later. I do. I wow. do think you can't survive without. Even professionally, you know, when you go to networking events, you ask for LinkedIn. That's a that's a social, social media. It is. So, yeah, it is. okay, now the question is, should you have social media? I think you should. To some extent, you should, because it connects you and... You said to some extent. To some extent, yeah. All right, I'm saying say yes or no. But th- you oh, can't... we need to stop doing that. <laughs> we did. You know, last week, um, yes no. we didn't really do yes or no questions. And we survived, well, okay, and it was successful. Well, I'm back now, guys. <laughs> so, yes or no, should well, you I'm not answering it as yes or no. This is a radio okay, show. We'd I'm like just, to expand. I'm just going <laughs> to say yes, because I know she's going to keep harassing me, so... Right, okay, fine. Fine. <laughs> yes or no? Should you have social media? You can't tell anyone to do anything. It's, it's not like a should. You guys are saying it's a should. must have. So it, you, it should, like, you okay. should have it's it. It's not like then. a morally you should have it. It's more like you probably should. Like, so you it, should like have. for so life, yes. to, to survive, yeah. maybe to so. To survive. To survive in this world, so yours I is think it's pretty important. Yes. Mary? Yes. Still. Oh, <laughs> finally she came in. <laughs> right, okay, guys. So now the best thing. What oh is Muslim, quotation marks around Muslim, social media? It's, I, no, go on, go on, Sadia. <laughs> Basically, if you're on social media, especially if you're on Twitter, you're going to be in some kind of sphere of sphere. tweets. You're going to mm, see like certain amounts of tweets from different communities on that social other media. That won't see. Yeah, mm, kind oh, of, unless oh, you understand. follow around. Yeah. Because you follow, time, yeah, because you follow like, 
a certain group of people, you will see the certain amount of tweets. And Muslim Twitter is they a really thing. It's, it's a real thing. And their favorite topics: part of it though, hijab, but, you know. um, marriage. Yes, marriage. <laughs> oh my god, top two. Uh, what Halal and haram. Yeah. Lollipops. Women, ladies, Women, girls, hijab and marriage. Females. Everything has to do with women, yeah. apparently. And women are involved in all three. Yeah, of everything. So the main topic for Muslim Twitter is women, women. every week. And women. marriage. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And ex-Muslims as well. I've honestly yeah, had to follow a lot of people because I got so sick of seeing the same topics all the time. So would you all agree that that is the sifi of what yes. Muslim social media is? Yeah. yeah. Would you... <laughs> Now I'm just gonna do it like we'll go that way. Yeah. Oh, we forgot fashion as well. Fashion. I feel like that's not the main. Yeah. That, I feel like on Instagram in that terms would of, be like on, in yeah, Instagram. On yeah. Twitter, fashion isn't like a big yeah. thing. Yeah. Oh, okay. So I'm it, talking about on Instagram. On Twitter, people are just talking about like, things back and forth all the time. Because even that, in, not even on, on Twitter, Twitter I just know Love Island. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll go around that way. Mm-hmm. So, um. I literally, what I was going to say, right. Would you consider yourself as a part of Muslim social media? Yeah. Yeah, not going to lie. 100%. Yeah? Do you give your input in the topics that are discussed? And I just watch it all burn down in flames, honestly. So you don't participate? <laughs> as in you don't give your viewer opinion? Indirectly or directly? Oh, so like if I'm talking to a friend about it. Or if you're... I don't get involved on social media with that kind of stuff. I I just feel like it's unnecessary. Mm. A lot of the conversations that go down that we're talking about on yeah. Muslim Twitter, it's um, what I usually think every time I see it, I just think, why is... Like, where is the solution? Like, you're talking about stuff, Where's but have you, is there an end product? Yeah. No. So I just think it's all completely useless. That's a good analogy. I like yeah. that. Sadia, have you ever participated indirectly or directly or given your opinion view, whatever, in Muslim? You know I do. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know I do. I've got too many followers to not be doing that stuff. <laughs> In the least narcissistic way possible. Um, <laughs> Gotta put that no, in on for the real. End. Like, I wish I didn't, but some of the topics are just so irritating. Like, you just mm. have to say something. Like, someone's saying something, and you're just like, I need to quote tweet this and just cuss you right now because it's just necessary. Interesting. Um, <laughs> it's, it's a lot of things are just. Um, it just requires a reaction. And I know everyone's reacting a certain way. And it's, I feel like recently I've calmed down on it because I've just seen the same thing, and it's like you can't keep repeating yourself. Mm. But I think I've, I have said my view on practically everything yeah. at this point you've given your input yeah Mario? i think i think uh, i'm the same but it's only certain things that trigger me and i would respond to it otherwise what I'd, kind of things i don't know it de- especially like i would say like, like male, male male supremacy in culture mm. yeah really, like, when people uh, mix religion and culture that really fires me up yeah but then at the same time, like i think as you grow older you kind of realize that there's going to be no end, end product and no one's going to really listen so mm-hmm. and the same people you're trying to educate are, are the people spewing this out. They're not. They're not going to reach it. They're not going to take another person's opinion because they think ultimately they're correct. Yeah. So and they know they're going to get a reaction out of it. I, I think sometimes like they actually a like a lot of the time. Oh, yeah. People yeah. say from that. people say outrageous things because they know it. Mm-hmm. They know how outrageous it is. That's mm-hmm. why they're saying it. Yeah. Do you think that people benefit from the Muslim community on social media? <laughs> we'll go around again. Mm. I would say yes and no because it depends who you're following because mm. I can say some I have myself benefited from some things but I don't I don't rely on it if that makes sense you know yeah. people just give reminders and stuff then yeah I benefit from that because it's nice for everyone to give reminders but at the same time I don't 
look at these people who who mm-hmm. tend to give out these reminders all the time and stuff I don't rely on them I don't think okay you have my deen is in your hands you know I don't I don't see it like that okay I think the best thing on Muslim Twitter is Mufti Meng's Twitter I'm just saying <laughs> the man will tweet something and it will relate to your life yeah <laughs> it's amazing wait sorry what was the question again do you think people benefit from you know the Muslim um, community on social media I guess there are benefits, like you said, the reminders and stuff, but mm. I think I've gone past that point where it's mm. like, I just see all the reminders now and I've seen them all. And now I just think at this point, it's pretty toxic, but I do see a lot of people supporting each other and that's quite nice. Yeah. Um, I think we've gone past a point where um, a lot of people have had enough of the judgment of Twitter at this point and a lot of people are just defending each other, just like, let her do what she wants like especially the whole Dina Tokyo situation you had like the whole um judgy side where everyone was kind of kind of attacking her and then you had also the other side where people yeah. were like let the girl live she's done yeah. it it's her life two sides so it's two sides yeah. so it's I guess it depends on where you're looking because there's always going to be the really 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 yeah, toxic part um so some people can get support yeah and, so say so yes and no. Yeah, I agree with uh, Amin as well that I do benefit from benefit from it, but I don't rely on it. And I also there's something that recently I keep doing is I take some time off social media. Yeah. Even if it's just like I deleted Snapchat months ago, it's like the best freedom ever because really? well you just find yourself um, moving from each app constantly and I just think that's such a waste of time mm. and I also think that it does make you value time a little bit more so you know I would rather go spend time with my mom or yeah even just like, you know I, I, oh I just like even like eating food I just do you want to use your phone while you're eating like you don't enjoy food I no. think it, well, I can't me, know which people do that I've seen, no, especially 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 when you're working because obviously when you're alone you kind of want to go through your social media because you don't want to be alone with th- thoughts like who does that I'm joking but um, no it's fine um, to say it. <laughs> no but I think with me social media I think once you've kind of gone through that phase yeah of, you know you for us I think because because we've experienced social media before the uprise I say that in quotation uprise yeah. of Muslim the Muslim presence <laughs> back in Bebo <laughs> <laughs> the what Muslim presence um, like you know the Muslim presence coming on social media, we saw it before yeah. and we see the after. So we can kind of distinguish what is toxic, what isn't toxic. But then yeah. I really feel for young people that just literally go into social media because that's all they know mm. and they can't see what's right and wrong and mm. they can't see what's actually very toxic and what yeah. is very away from Islam and yeah. what is actually oh. correct. So are you saying that we should take breaks then? I definitely think we should. I think it's... Well, from social media? Yeah. Yeah, that's what I, oh. yeah, yeah so takes, you, take breaks from, take social, breaks media. from social media. And, and scientifically... It's, it's like a detox as well. Yeah, it's scientifically, um, I watched this video saying that social media has a lot of dopamine. So because mm. uh, we have, there's so much information that we're getting and we do it unconsciously, it stimulates our brain and it's like a positive feeling like endorphins are released like how you when you eat food when you eat a lot of junk food like not a lot of junk food but when you eat or do something good you get a lot you get that feeling so that's why our brain becomes addicted because we keep looking for that uh, stimulation from our phones yeah that's why i think it's really good to um take a break from it because it it forces your brain to uh, stimulate in other ways and your brain doesn't become so accustomed to just screen yeah sadia i think um do you want to read out the comments um, oh yeah yeah um, Fata Mohammed welcome to the show 
Never heard of you okay. before. <laughs> um, <clears throat> she asked, do we think that the obsession around Muslim women's appearance is exacerbated by social media from the Muslim and non-Muslim communities? Absolutely. Anyone else want to make a point? <laughs> because I have no rejection so, to this. Do we think that the obsession around Muslim women's appearance is exasperated by social media? I think, um, yeah. especially mm. YouTubers, Muslim influencers. influencers, a lot of people are obsessed with, with what they wear, yeah. how they and come how across. A and how a Muslim it's, yeah. woman is supposed to look. Mm -hmm. Is there an... There is a certain way. And social media maybe puts a an ideal image, perhaps. Agree? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I agree. And I feel that people, this come to some extent that they exploit it they exploit yeah. the fact that there's vulnerable people out there and they will be misled and they use these hot topics or hot what's the word just these just like um categories i guess yeah to, to kind of like pinpoint down what's the ideal this what's that yeah i just feel like I just feel so sad for young people yeah. because they don't have no idea what they're getting themselves because into, and they and there's no one to help them. On there yeah, because well. you can't filter that out. You cannot yeah. filter the Muslim community because that's all they've seen. Whereas us, we've yeah. had that step mm. back. We can see the there's difference. only one box. Isn't I, there? I think that's another thing with social media in general as well that there's no filter, and especially in the Muslim community, like mm. on social media, there is no filter. Some people will say one thing one day, but another day they'll change that view and opinion. And there will always come a time on social media where, for example, a situation will arise and, you know, it, it, the outcome of that situation just seems to kind of explode. Like, it just seems to go in so many different directions. You'll have one people, one people, like one group of people saying one thing, another group of people saying another thing, and the very common and unfortunate thing is seeing this exposing culture coming onto Muslims on social media. So this whole exposing culture, have you witnessed it? Have you seen it? Uh -huh. Been a part of it? Mm. I haven't been a part of it. I'd hope so. I have not. seen it. I've yeah. definitely seen we, it. I think we've all seen it. Yeah. Because I feel like ruined. it happens like every other few months. There will a situation will happen something will come up and then someone will get exposed someone something will happen to someone else and then there will be the people who will say one thing and support yeah. and then you have the people who are against it's really hypocritical because islamically aren't you supposed to be hiding other people's sins mm. and then putting on yeah. social media you don't know how many people that's going to reach mm. do you think that and this exposing, exposing culture will continue to exist yes on with Muslims on social media. One thing that I've noticed, sorry, one thing I've noticed is that the actual scholars they don't engage with exposing yeah. culture because they've learnt knowledge and they've had that understanding that you can't do that. There's so much repercussions of doing exposing yeah. culture. You're going to be responsible of all these backbiting people are going to do. Definitely, mm. Amina. Um, I was going to say I feel like we're not gonna. Um, this whole exposing culture is because. The fact that people are on social media, obviously we don't think, uh, some people may not think that, oh, because you're get, showing us a little part of your life, um, you have to show us everything. But the, that's the thing that people don't understand about social media is that because you're showing 
a small part of your life they think that you need to be open about everything that happens now but at the same time i feel like with some situations uh, i don't know some people uh, maybe some of our listeners that might be very familiar with some things that have happened i feel like in the past some exposing um situations situations have happened and it seemed completely unnecessary to me but sometimes um certain influences um are so get so involved in people's lives and yeah. actually show too much of their lives i'm not saying it's right for us no, to, to interject into their life at all but when you see them showing their kids showing so much of their marriage showing like talking about what happens in their life all the time and act not just that but acting uh showing people showing their followers that they are a certain way when they uh, then they really yeah. aren't i think that's when that's when things are taken a bit far i think to an outsider this might seem just crazy like mm. why are you saying all this about this person but the thing is that um when you're actually involved in other people's lives like your actual followers lives getting mm. yeah like properly not just capitalizing messaging them. them on like dms you're actually making a difference in their life and it's turned out to be a bad one i think that's when this whole exposing thing happened and i think this um it wouldn't be necessary to expose um, certain people. Not You don't need to expose people all the time. It's not necessary. But I think sometimes it is necessary because of mm. the, what impact they've had. Yeah. Yeah. Does that make sense? Islamically, you're supposed to, you, the only time that is legit to expose is when someone is going to be in harm because of that person yeah so to some extent though when but we can't yeah like when you know there's going to be physical or there's going to be real harm yeah then oh, yeah, i had a point and i didn't i didn't make it okay, um, <laughs> sorry i'm so sorry No, because i finished i don't even know what i was saying anymore i was saying this um wouldn't have to happen if you weren't so um so out there on social media so yeah. so involved in um trying to be something that you're not so like this wouldn't happen if you weren't Mm -hmm. acting a certain way i feel like in some situations um you know you're going to be exposed because you weren't doing the right thing in the first place if that makes sense and i think um when certain like i've seen this happen before like we all have other scandals if you like Mm -hmm. um some people have gotten like a lot of backlash but they've also got a lot of support and that shows when that person is well all the support they get shows that the person mm. isn't in the wrong but i feel like sometimes this needs to happen because okay. it's very toxic we're talking about a specific situation yeah. yeah that side but then what about let's say for example the victims of the exposing what about the victim culture in muslim on muslim like social media what do you mean so like if the culprit victimizes themselves yeah or they are the actual victim if they're the victims then they have the means to justify themselves i guess but i think what's annoying is when they try to act up like they are crying in videos like they've been so affected by this when really they've done much more damage to other people so it's like they're just trying yeah they're just trying to gain some sympathy in that situation um okay i'm not sure do you think we should give them the benefit of the doubt or do you think we need to continue to hold them into account is it like for example this exposing culture because sometimes do you think it can do good as well because obviously, like you said, if someone's in harm's way, it will 
won them. I think in the recent situation, it has done good in the sense that we shouldn't tr- trust. put all our trust in yeah, these people. Yeah. We shouldn't say because they're Is not people like, of knowledge. And right? when you mean these people, do you mean these influencers? Yeah, the influencers. Mm-hmm. So the Muslim so influencers. As a Muslim community, especially young Muslims, I don't think. Um, we should get all our knowledge from these people. Like I said before, it's nice to read reminders, but um, something I've realised is that we need to, especially when we're looking for Islamic knowledge, we need to look for things that are authentic. And um, just relying on some uh, social media influencer or a social media personality for your... um, for your Islamic education is not the right way to go about things. And seeing all of this uh, pan out has shown all of us and especially, um, you know, young people that we shouldn't be going to these people in the first place. Mm -hmm. It's It's fine to follow them and to be entertained by them but don't be so reliant on whatever they're telling you and whatever you yeah. see on social media they're not trust anyone on the yeah. internet too much yeah never like it's a whole different thing like one picture says a thousand words and like for example what they might show you is not the entire story yeah. there is so much I more behind like it people who look too too perfect on the inter- internet you always have to be a little bit suspicious of them there's mm-hmm. no way they're telling you 100% of the story mm-hmm. like nobody is that perfect like I really appreciate influencers who um, show that they're not perfect. They show mm, the other side definitely. of the story, like I'm having a really hard time right now. I feel like I'm not up to par with what I'm doing, or like certain YouTubers, like you know, Tokyo. Quite, we were talking about that last mm. week. How we kind of I really appreciate, appreciate that she's very yeah, like, open and honest. She's very transparent. Mm. I mean, mm-hmm. I know there's a lot of negativity. It's real, and, and it's, it's very real. real. And she says that I'm not representative. I'm on my own journey, and I really appreciate about that because. Yeah. She's being honest with her yeah. and she knows that she has a lot of Muslim followers. Yeah. So she, she's, she's not definitely. preaching anything. She's not she's preaching not. anything. She doesn't claim to be... Yeah. She's not holier than thou. So yeah. do you think that like Muslim influencers have a really big impact on the Muslim youth? I think they need to be transparent. They need to show what the reality is and not that so I'm you, doing a YouTube so channel, I have money, I'm perfect, live like yeah. me kind of so situation. So you do think they have a big, big responsibility? They're 100%. But at the same time, certain ones, if they are saying... I'm not. Um, I'm just living my life. I'm not saying that I'm a perfect Muslim, and we should allow them to live how they are. And not say that you are a res- like a, a you represent Islam as the entire group at all, and yeah. you cannot do any wrong. But those who do say who those who but do then, present as Muslim, themselves as perfect, aren't you I feel like they do. Islam need. anyway. We always, <clears throat> yeah, we all are. But those yeah. who have higher platforms have more responsibility. But if you are not, if you are saying that I'm not perfect, and that we I'm should not acknowledge that. Yeah. yeah, and these are my flaws. And yeah. so it's you know, for the audience as well to acknowledge the fact that they're being open. We need to be responsible yeah. with who we trust in our, with our view, and also give them a chance, like. No one's perfect as well. Mm. I feel like maybe there might be a bit too much reliance on Muslim influencers because they've got, like, perfect, you know, marriage goals or, like, you know, hijab goals. That really frustrates me. Like... Especially the marriage goals. That's what young girls get brainwashed. It's not reality. And they don't know. They don't know that this is that's not, what they see. And that's what they see. Bit, and like, and they just it. want everything to become halal. But they don't understand that this, there's so much responsibility behind marriage. And they don't understand that... All of this so then is, whose is job performed. is it to tell them? I think it's us. We need to educate young people. <gasps> yeah, yeah, we're the ones who use yeah, it. Because our we use it. Don't use our parents don't use it. We, we we're responsible to tell the, our siblings. It starts at home. We're responsible to tell our siblings that this is not the reality. Hmm. And we we need to instead of protecting them, we need to give them knowledge and give them tools to understand like this is this is right, this is wrong. Yeah, I need to separate them. 
but, uh, of course parents should educate their children of on course, that but I feel like because yeah. they don't they should they have still that, tell their lack children of understanding, though, with social but I think media. um no, I think from the kids' point of view, they'll think, well, you don't use Instagram, so what do you know? <laughs> Obviously, your parents do know, but I feel like we have a responsibility too yeah. to reinforce what parents are telling their children. What about those we do who don't have siblings? Um, I think it just needs to be a community effort, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, from parents, teachers, everyone. Yeah, I think it needs to be Just be very wary on social media. I think even is when the children go to Islamic schools and there's like female teachers or male teachers, they should actually yeah. discuss these things that like they're prevalent problems. Definitely. Um, mm. Of course, I think everyone can hear, like, all agree that social media is not just something that we can talk about within one hour. Like, it's... It's, there's so many different aspects to it. There's so many things that we can discuss. But I think the end point here is when it comes to, you know, Muslim Twitter, you need to be wary with what you're reading, how you're being educated, because so many things can be said and spread wrong. So make sure that it's authentic as well, mm. especially when it comes down to Islamic knowledge. But aside from that, thank you everyone for joining us this week. Inshallah, join us next week, Tuesday, 6 to 7 on Inspire 105.1 FM. Thank you so much for listening. Salaamu Alaikum. Thank you for listening to our podcast. Why not tune in to our live stream at inspirefm.org and follow and subscribe to our social media platforms at Inspire FM Luton.